This is episode two of the I Woke Up Like This podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about healing your relationship with food and your body. If you're new here, I'm Dr. Claudia. I have a PhD in physical activity, nutrition, and wellness, and I'm a registered dietitian. I also struggled with food in my body for over three decades of my life. Healing all of the food and body struggles was really the first of many steps I had to take to heal my body, but also mainly my soul. It was this process of healing that allowed me to get to the place where my intuitive gifts had the space to open. And if you've struggled or are struggling with food in your body, I want you to know you are not alone. My journey with these struggles started very early on. My earliest thoughts as a child were deeply rooted in the idea that I wasn't enough. As early as three years old, I was worried I wasn't thin enough, pretty enough, smart enough, funny enough. It's really mind-blowing to me now that these thoughts were present in the mind of a three-year-old, but they were. And they were super loud. I grew up in a house where my mom operated from a place of extremely low self-worth, one that bled right into me as a kid. Some of you may have been raised in a very similar situation a household with heightened focus on body weight and it being directly correlated to one's worth as a person. Negative body talk, labeling foods as good and bad, and making comments about weight ran rampant in the households I was around during my childhood. If it wasn't with my parents, it was grandparents, friends' parents, teachers, Everybody was all hyper-focused on what and how much you ate, and if you thought, if they thought that you should actually eat that based on what they viewed your weight to be. It was everywhere. I remember all kinds of comments growing up between hearing conversations between my mom and my aunt about, oh, she'll lose the baby weight and all these kinds of things. And I look back at pictures of when I remembered these comments and the thing is, is I was a completely normal weight child. Um, this was the really weight-obsessed 80s that was going on. And I would argue it's still to, going on today. So before we go any further, though, I do want you to know if this was your experience, if this is something you're working on healing from, this wasn't any one person's fault. Diet culture is all around us. And this has its hold on just about anyone who hasn't taken the time to heal from how insidious it really is. Diet culture is designed to make you feel guilty and inadequate about your body, your food choices, and your worth as a person. There's entire industries built on capitalizing on your inability to trust yourself with food in your body. Billions of dollars are spent every year making attempts to fix these flaws and these feelings about yourself. Um... We're definitely going to do another podcast episode about how diet culture really keeps you in the guilt and shame um, feelings, and these feelings generate a frequency, and we can talk about frequencies and what that means later, but staying, guilt and shame are basically in the lowest um, levels of emotional frequencies, and that really makes it hard for you to manifest the life that you want and uh, pull in the good things that you're looking for. So... I just want to be clear while I share the shortcomings of the people growing up around that were around me while I was growing up, know that I've worked through the anger. The frustration of being raised is not enough. It's part of the healing process to realize that everyone around you was also struggling. And due to their own lack of self-worth and love, they had nothing left to give you or anything left extra so that you could build any of your own. When I look back at my early childhood through my early 30s, 
I have specific memories of struggling with disordered eating and hating myself, but it's really the feeling of not being enough that pours into my body whenever I access these memories. It's a deep feeling of self-loathing, a feeling of not being lovable by anyone or anything, and that feeling is what I've really had to work on healing more than anything else. So if you're listening right now, if you feel like you'll finally be enough if you balance your macros or count your calories or become vegan or control all your carbs, if you're feeling like you just need to find the perfect workout and hit a goal weight on the scale to all of a sudden feel like you're deserving of love and that you're valuable, doing those things will only give you a temporary reprieve from the feelings of not being enough. The issue at hand isn't about the food and it isn't about your body. Do we have to heal and normalize our relationship with food in our body to see that? Absolutely. But it's not about the food or your body. So I'm sure now kind of wondering, all right, so you went through all of this, but how did you actually heal this? Because, I mean, how I healed this is really the meat and potatoes, so to speak, of this conversation. And I want you to understand that I tried every diet. I binged. I purged. I used diet drugs. And every crazy thing I could think of to control my body for decades. And that's an important aspect. But now it's time to talk about how I actually fix that. And I'm sure you're wondering, okay, well, you did all of these things, but how did you stop? Was it cold turkey? Was it a magical potion? What turned it all around? And I have to be completely honest. It was a process. It was like pulling back layers of an onion. Once I stumbled through this whole process, I, I, to be honest, I basically did it on my own. I didn't really have any support. I realized this was an issue and I started to work on it and peel it back layer by layer. I never had any counseling or prescribed treatment around these issues. And I sought out on a journey to heal myself after having the reality of how much dieting damages your body slap me really hard right in the face. I remember the first time I was exposed to the harsh, harsh realities of weight science It was the last class on the last day of my bachelor's degree in nutrition and dietetics. Literally, all I had to do was sit through this last guest speaker who had just finished his doctoral defense in the physiology department, and I was graduating and moving on to my master's degree work and the dietetic internship that was required to be a dietitian. Up to this point, we had studied calories in versus calories out, macro and micronutrients, and practiced a lot of techniques explaining to future clients how if they moved more and ate less, but they ate better food, they'd have the body and health that they were searching for. And keep in mind, I was still very much tracking every calorie and exercising for hours on end at this point. I was anything but healed. And then this speaker comes into this last class that I'm taking on the last day and drops a bomb. He starts working through the weight studies that show calories in versus calories out is completely unpredictable. He shows study after sh- after study showing how the more you restrict and focus on your food intake, the more weight study participants actually gained. He showed how no matter how much weight was lost during a weight loss intervention, basically everyone gained back everything they lost plus additional pounds. He started introducing the concept of intuitive eating, which I had never even heard of until then. And he turned everything I had learned for the last several years on its head, on the last day of my degree. He showed everything I learned was basically completely useless. And I was shocked, to say the least. 
I was also equally grateful that I had already agreed to come back for the master's degree because I clearly had a lot more to learn. As it turned out, the exercise physiology department were the ones doing the real juicy research. And the research that they were doing showed that there was no explanation for why calories in versus calories out was completely unpredictable. Something mainstream nutrition and weight loss organizations still have yet to admit. You also have to keep in mind, the entire time this guy was talking about regaining weight, I was sitting there refusing to acknowledge that it was likely going to be me. I was underweight at the time, which I considered too large to begin with. So while blindsided with this information, I wrote it off as interesting but not compatible with my personal situation. I continued to learn through my master's program while fighting my weight the entire time. I'd undereat all week just to binge on the weekends, not because I wanted to, but because my body simply wouldn't let me go any longer without food. Our bodies are pretty amazing and they are uniquely designed to keep you alive. Part of that is causing you to overeat when you've been starving and food is present. It's biology, not willpower that you're going to go over, go ahead and overeat. Um, And biology definitely caught up with me. In the course of Uh, like a month to six weeks, I gained 40 pounds. My body completely rejected all of the restriction, turned my metabolism down to nothing and said, sorry, girl, but I'm going to save your life. And I really don't care if you can fit into your pants. I was absolutely devastated because it wasn't just a personal fail, but a professional one as well. I felt completely unworthy to do my job. Like who would hire a fat dietitian was the thought that kept coming up for me over and over and over again. Even with the additional weight, though, I'm still classified as normal weight. But how I saw myself was so distorted that I just really felt inadequate at that particular time, which really wasn't any different than the rest of my journey up until that point. And I realized all the science I learned had actually caught up with me. And I decided then it was time to work on actually healing my body. And I knew it was my only shot at fixing what had been a lifelong battle because at that point when I realized this, I still did a last ditch effort of keto and I think I lost like 15 pounds, but I gained back 25 and I knew at that point, like no matter what I did, my weight was going to continue to push up and up and up no matter what I did and if I didn't heal this. So I actually started by allowing myself to eat all foods without guilt. Now, this sounds a lot more simple than it actually is. This required me to delete all of the calorie tracking apps from my phone, and that in and of itself was extremely difficult. And it wasn't long after I deleted the apps that I realized I had a running calculator in my head, even without the apps. I had to change the conversation around food and calories with myself, and I really had to understand that it was okay for me to eat more at this point in order to heal my metabolism. So I also had to stop tracking steps and calorie burn while working out, which is another struggle that I had. I was tracking everything, not just my food, but also everything I was doing working out. And I really had to heal my relationship with food. It was coming from a place of good foods versus bad foods And every time I ate, I was like riddled with guilt and shame about every choice that I made. Was that the best choice? Did I do the right thing? Was it enough veggies? Was it too much veggies? All of the things. 
And so I really had to start there with how I was speaking to myself about what I ate. I stopped tracking and I really worked on how I viewed what I was eating at every meal opportunity. It took a while. It definitely wasn't perfect, but I failed forward with every trip up with every negative thought that I changed into a more positive supporting one. And these kinds of things don't change overnight. They happen gradually. And one day you wake up and the stress around food all of a sudden isn't there. You just kind of shift into a new paradigm, into a new timeline with your relationship with food. And it's, it's almost like you quantum leap through it. Like you, you don't even realize how much work you're doing in the moments. And then poof, all of a sudden, like you have a really actually a good relationship with food, but it's in those, in those each and every moments that you're having a negative conversation with yourself about how much you're eating or what you're eating. If you're you're bad because you ate that. It's really changing that conversation, that internal conversation that sometimes goes external, but most of the time it's internal. So we have to change that conversation around food. And that's really what had to change first. I had to learn how to eat when I was hungry and stop when I was full. And again, this sounds so simple, but when you've spent an entire lifetime allowing outside rules and regulations to dictate when, how much, and what you ate, This becomes quite the relearning process, one that just as any healing journey is, it does not feel linear. I had to let the external go. I had to let the idea that, okay, this is 400 calories. This is what I'm allowed to eat. I had to just scrap the whole calories idea and go, okay, am I full? Am I full? And start to go from that place of fullness and satisfaction versus how many calories did I eat? Or, you know, how many vegetables did I eat and all of those kinds of things. And I also had to remove the bathroom scale. Um, there's there's no way to use a scale um, to dictate your progress on this kind of journey. So the scale could not live in the bathroom anymore. It had to go to a place where I couldn't access it on a regular basis easily. Um, because up until this point, I was stepping on it every day and every day, Depending on what that number was, I was either good or bad. I was either happy or sad. And that's what dictated my mood and whether or not I thought I was good for the day, that number on the scale. So I had to let that go. And there was no way to use it at all for measuring healing in this process. It was super scary. And I was terrified my weight would balloon to like uncharted heights. I was worried that I would be completely fat and unlovable unworthy and unhealthy. But I also knew deeply that the science supported what I was doing, even if mainstream diet culture would have me believing otherwise. So I leaned into the fear. And because I did that, I healed. I reframed how I spoke to myself, how I saw my body. And with a lot of love and time, my body healed. It released some of the weight that it had piled on during this process as a defense mechanism. And I learned that what I needed to eat would ebb and flow day to day, week to week, month to month. It was never, sometimes it was consistent, but it really did, it did ebb and flow quite a bit, just like the seasons do in nature. Um, I really began to trust my body and my ability to understand it. And in this process is how I opened my intuition up. Because at the end of the day, if you can't trust your body that you're living in, 
you have an incredibly rough time trusting any intuitive feelings because hunger is a feeling. Fullness is a feeling. Intuition is a feeling. So there's a ton of information on intuitive and mindful eating online. If you're struggling with this, start researching it. Start moving in the direction of actual food freedom and allowing yourself to eat without guilt and shame and really starting to hone in on those body cues. If you need a coach, I still coach in this area. And if you feel called, like I said, I'm happy to help in any way I can. Um, There is a ton of information online. So if you feel like you want to give this a go on your own, you can absolutely do that. Um, I fully understand what it's like to have to heal this aspect. Because if this is something you're initially struggling with, this has to be healed pretty much before anything else because this is tapped directly into your self-worth. So if you want to get through that through to that next level of healing, um, healing your relationship with food and body, if you're struggling with that, is a great place to, to start. Uh, what I do want you to know is that it can totally be done. I know I felt it at a lot of junctures that I would never have a healthy relationship with food and I was destined to live my entire life like that. And I want you to know that it does not have to be this way, whether you do it on your own or whether you do it with help. At the end of the day, changing your thoughts and your feelings around food in your body is an inside job. And any program or person that helps in this area should be honest with you about this because this is The change is made in the day-to-day thoughts and feelings and turning those negative ones into either neutral or positive ones. It can absolutely be done. And what's waiting for you on the other side is complete and total freedom. The freedom to enjoy your life and have gratitude and appreciation for the amazing human you are. So if you're struggling with food in your body, I want you to know that just like myself, you can heal too.